Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's crashing his crease, and he's not allowed to. Um, after you get a nice little contract this summer, if you want to try to score a goal next year, go for it. But mm-hmm. that's not the time and place today. I mean, maybe if you're up two and there's 10 seconds left, fine. Try mm-hmm. it. But... Uh, I'm going to say Shea Theodore will get one. He yeah. will just clear it like the second one, right? Oh, okay. So here's, okay. Well, here's a, here's a better question then. Of the original Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Which one is likely to have the biggest impact on this game? Will Carrier, Will Carlson, John Kahn, Braden McNabb, Riley Smith, Shea Theodore. Uh I am going to say it feels a William Carlson type of night to me. And I, like I, that. I, I, it feels like it. Look, this is a guy that came into the first year of Vegas and scored 40 goals. And look, he's been a great player. It hasn't gone back to 40, but he's been a really good player for them. I just feel like this is a William Carlson type of night. Um, you know what I would love, though? Is there six right original Vegas Golden Knights from the? I, I uh, first literally year? just named them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would want this to be where, just like um, Florida did at the end of game two on the power play when they put all five defensemen on the ice. Mm-hmm. If there was a chance, a whistle with fifteen seconds left, you're up by three. Put five of them on the ice, right? Put five of the original guys on the ice to just say, hey, look at what we started with and look at where we are now. That would be awesome. You can't put six unless you want to go. I don't care if I get too many men on the ice. Put all six on the ice after uh, at the end of the game. So far, Marcheseau and Carlson each have five goals this playoff year in series clinching games that's insane now the single most in postseason nhl history most goals in potential series clinching games you want to take a guess wayne gretzky oh i sucked you in on that one it was his running mate yari curry okay along with mike bossy each of them had eight in series that's unbelievable you're four rounds, and they each had average two goals <laughs> per closing games for, from clinching games. This like even unreal. five and three is pretty good. Like it's, it's you get really each good. each the fact of you've them. got two on the same team. Have that? I know it's absolutely mi- ridiculous. at minimum they scored ten goals in yeah. three clinching games. Right, that's already over three on average in a league where scoring three and a half is a lot. Right, so right. four is extreme. So to to have two guys. 
with five goals each in clinching game, three rounds, that's pretty yeah. good. The only guys with more than Marcia So and Carlson's five, Curry, Bossy at eight, Clark, Wendell, that is, Messier, Leach, Reggie, uh, seven each, and then McKinnon. This is the outlier. Well, one of them. There's actually two outliers in a row. Ruslan Fedotenko, but yes. you cannot forget how clutch he was with the Lightning in 04, obviously here. That's what we're speaking of. And Paul DiPietro with the Habs the year in prior, 93. No, sorry, a decade in one prior yeah. in 93. He had six um, in five games. Now, sorry. So these are these are potential series clinching games. I might have uh, forgot that word. Okay, potential. So you can be facing, you know what I mean? You could win the series in four. Oh, no, but it took you five or it took you six yeah, to actually so get like the job Florida, done. for example, but, but, played three. Well, well, Boston played three potential series clinching games in the first round. Game five was a potential right. series clinching. And game six Ve- and game seven. Vegas has played five already. So okay. both Marcia So and Carlson have five and now, five. But, we, but, 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 leading you the wrong path type of stat because no, I read it wrong. That's all. I understand that. But or we, or I, neither of us didn't understand it when I read it, but let me just say this. Curry had his eight goals in four games in four games. Okay. So those were the four. Well, when, when Edmonton had a series clinching potential game, they clinched it. Right. So that's, that's unbelievable. Right. So that's never going to be touched. But the reason I answered Wayne Gretzky, because usually when you quiz me, obviously it's the obvious. And that's why I, I do like it. to think outside the box and you're like, Marty, like who has the most goal on Halloween in the regular season? Well, it's Wayne Gretzky. Well, I, I thought of somebody else, but you're like, no, don't overthink that one. Here, if I actually wanted to go back and ask NHL stats to take this a little further, can you tell me the most points in potential series, Clint? I'm guaranteeing you it's Wayne Gretzky. It has to be. It has to be. Yari doesn't get those goals without Wayne. So at minimum, Wayne's got eight assists. He's probably got four goals to go go along with Curry. He's probably got, in that year, they played four games. It was 85. They were pretty pretty dominant. He didn't lose too many games in that playoffs. But I would think Wayne Gretzky, and I'm just saying it because I want to take a guess, I think he'd be at uh, probably 17 points in four games. Okay, well, on tonight, um, is there something with, obviously, the, the deficit the reality that Florida is facing being down three games to one would be daunting for many. Um, it's obviously different than round one for the Panthers, um, but it is also in many ways the same, but it can't possibly feel the same when Matthew Kachuk is not Matthew Kachuk. So what do you think's going on there with the Panthers? Well, it's the difference uh, between now and round one is round one, Boston had all the injuries like Bergeron. Is he playing Krejci, not playing Linus Olmark? Is he a hundred percent? Like there was all this hurt put on the mm-hmm. Boston Bruins. Now it's flipped. Now Vegas is healthy and you know florida's the team that is hurting right right kogudas is is not playing 100 percent. matthew kachuk i don't even think matthew kachuk's playing 70 percent. i think he's 60 percent at best mm-hmm. um and and the word is right now as you know vegas is a few hours early well behind or whatever like it's early in the morning so they haven't had their morning skate Probably won't know, but I don't expect Paul Maurice to say, yeah, Matthew Kachuk is in tonight or not. I think he's right. going to say he's a game time decision. They're going to wait until game time. Matthew Kachuk is going to play, in my opinion, 
you cannot go into a game five in the Stanley Cup Finals without your emotional leader, your on-ice leader, Matthew Kachuk. But he may not see the ice more than five or six minutes. He may go on the ice only on power plays, maybe late in the game, maybe he tries a couple of shifts. He's really banged up. For him not to play at all from the 15-minute mark all the way until he played one shift and then the end of the game in game four, that's that tells me a lot. Now, they did have two days off in between, so maybe he miraculously did some treatment and is feeling much better. But I would I would anticipate Matthew Kachuk to play. I don't think it will be a big role. Does it really matter? I don't think it does. I think Vegas is the better team with or without Matthew Kachuk on the Florida side. So I don't mm. really think it, it matters at the end of the day. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well. Well, I, I say that, and then maybe like if Matthew Kachuk was 100% and that – not taking all these 10 minute misconducts in the first couple of games and they were all scored. inconsequential. So, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, I feel that he, he was trying to do something mm-hmm. uh, knowing that he was the David to Goliath a little bit and trying to do something. And then he got rocked and obviously been playing hurt. Mm-hmm. But if he had scored two overtime goals and that, you know, along with five assists in four games and had seven or eight points in four games, I'd say, well, yeah, they're a much better team with Kachuk. But right now, I don't think Florida is a much better team with Kachuk or not because they've not proven that. Yeah, I I mean, half of the Miami sound machine here this spring uh, bowed out last night to the Denver Nuggets. And, uh, um, you know, I suspect that we may well see the end tonight for the Panthers. Um but yes. when you were talking about Kachuk there, I don't know why we never talked about it specifically, probably because it didn't happen in the same game, but it it may be the most, especially in recent history, unless I'm totally forgetting something, which is highly possible, this may be the best example of taking a number and getting revenge later when Kolasar popped Kachuk after Kachuk had popped Eichel. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you sit there and you wonder, were they really, 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 really looking for this opportunity to get back at Matthew? Or is it just a byproduct of the game and it just happened and Colasar just happened to be out there and catch him? Like, what do you think? I will say it was, it got handed on the silver platter. Right. Colasar right. was not looking to say, I want uh, retaliation on Matthew Kachuk. But if I can pick him clean, if mm. I can hit him, I will. Um, most of, most of these moments in the Stanley Cup final, if something happens, either gets sorted out right away mm-hmm. and it's the clean check fight type of thing. We saw Eichel get rocked and Vegas getting in after Magic Chuck and whatnot. It happens right away mm-hmm. or it happens the next year, mm-hmm. right? Depending on if you won or lost. Like if Vegas had won the, well, let's see, Vegas wins the cup and nobody went after Kachuk for the hit on Eichel. I don't know that they necessarily say we got to get Kachuk for last year to hit on Eichel because mm-hmm. they're like, you know what? Pretty clean hit and we won the cup. So he yeah. can go beat it. Right. Oh. But if you lose the cup, then you're like, we are going to retaliate and he's got to pay the price. And it becomes a whole different narrative. It would be nice if this was all like repeatedly shown not that players pay attention to these during training camp messaging from the league, but it would be nice to show both these incidents, not that one, 
that has nothing to do with it. Um, but when Matthew Kachuk, you know, hits Eichel and Kolasar hits Kachuk, like yeah. these are perfectly clean hits. Hey guys, oh. it's part of the game. No need to throw the gloves down. Like take well, a number you fight? and move on. Did you fight Kachuk when he scores a big goal or, you know, Marshall scored a goal. We need to fight him because he did something good in the game. No, but the physicality, yes, always gets yeah. responded that way. But okay. Yeah. Like this is I just why love it. I, I, funny. I think it's, I think it's nice that we did have these two pronounced moments of physicality at a time when people are concerned that it's not, you know, as prevalent. And I get it. Like no sport could possibly sustain itself at the physical level of the Stanley Cup playoffs spread out from late September to mid-June. It's not possible, Marty. Yeah, but no. We, but we have seen, I think, yes, there have been more than borderline incidents and suspensions. I get that. But I'm really fixating here on these two relatively clean moments. These are these are good reminders of what, what hockey can be and still have that integrated throughout the course of regular season play. And maybe maybe that so, ties in with our discussion here today as far as the GM's approach, right? It's a one-word Tuesday. Kevin Adams obviously is active right now, which GM isn't. Is somebody really like sitting off to the side not getting involved? I would hope not, but especially when Arizona is saying that they're going to wreak havoc and do damage. But anyway, <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. But like seriously, like one word. For you, like, how would you like the Sabres to approach the next few weeks? You can guarantee, Marty, that I would say the higher side of 50% of this team's fan base would want an infusion of someone who can bring that physicality on a more regular basis. Am I wrong? And you're not wrong. I think a lot of people would want that physicality. Absolutely. The way that I look at it, though, is I want this team to... And, and and I can't fit it into a one word. I, I'm I'm terrible at one word. This is like where I fail. This is where my safe percentage. Why, is why are you even here on Tuesdays? I, why am I even worrying about here on Tuesday? But I want the Sabers to be aggressive. Here's a yeah. one word. I'm going to say aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the big picture, is this is, in my opinion, one of the most important summer for the Buffalo Sabers. Last year was a, hey, you know what? We did good the year before. We had RJ Knight. We, you know, had the win against Toronto at the Heritage Classic. We reconnected with the fans. Things are good. But we're still not there, right? Everybody knew, hey, like the over-under is 81 points for the season. Over. Let's pick the over. Well, 85 doesn't get you in the playoffs. 90 doesn't get you in the playoffs. Like, like everybody was, the over is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Now, this year is different. So that's why I feel like this summer is really important. So to be aggressive and not be reckless is the way that I would approach it. There's a difference between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I think aggressive um, look to the next few weeks, looking ahead to the draft free agency doesn't mean open the wallet and throw all the money around. People associate being aggressive with paying. That doesn't mean that. Maybe maybe aggressive is dialing on July one. Eight-year deal. That's aggressive. That's opening the wallet. Well, okay, maybe that's the other way. It's not aggressive, but it's opening the wallet, right? Then I want them to be aggressive. It's expected, not mis- though. It is so expected. Yeah. It is expected. I mean, it's it's literally the cost of doing business. As it, like, that's, <laughs> it's, what you're, it's last what night. you're signing up for when you take top picks and watch them ascend to, you know, 
uh, elite in their field status. But all I'm watching, like I'm watching a lot of sports lately because I love it. I mean, I'm watching golf. I'm watching basketball. Are you watching watching it outdoors? Because your tan today is ridiculous, at least in my monitor. So I don't know know if it's the light or something, but it looks good. I'm keeping it. No worries. Um, uh, but I'm like watching things about NFL and who's bringing in what free agents and all of that. And it's always about money. Look at when they opened the wallet in free agency two years ago and they got these five players, right? Especially when it comes to the NBA. And it's always like they were so aggressive. They wanted to win. And it's always about money. I don't think this year with Buffalo is about money. It's not about going to get the most expensive free agent and correct and trade for the most expensive player, find the right guy and be aggressive to go get that guy. Like with Tampa last year, very aggressive in getting Tanner Janot. Yeah. Tanner Janot is not a $10 million player. It's not like we're open up the, the, the money, the, the bank for him, but mm-hmm. they did trade a first, a second, a third, a fourth and a fifth. Like they were aggressive. Well, yeah, but they also did it for dollar reasons because they see him as an effective player for a very low dollar impact. But that's being aggressive without having a financial like picket, right? Look at what Tempa did. They went aggressive because yeah, of the money. But right. I could argue though that the whole reason it was done was because of the money. Because it, they needed yeah. cost certainty on guys like Ross Colton, which is why he was able to move into a yes. pronounced role. Same reason they acquired Brandon Hagel cost certainty you know they knew they thought they knew and then they did know what they could likely get out of him at his dollar like they're maximizing dollar value here and that's you know it's impressive and yet here they are at the end of the day not even close to the finish line but all after you know three years of incredible uh duration when it came to the stanley cup playoffs um it's funny though that like how you're presenting this is amazing because it always, no matter whether you're intending to open the wallet and spend to fill in the holes, it always comes back to the dollars. And what I'm steering us to is the market has very much been established here in the last few days without Buffalo having a chance to open the wallet yet. And so therefore it almost steers you into perhaps spending more than you would have liked. And that's where this all now gets interesting. I'm not saying they're going to change their course because of what's happened in the last few days with moving defensemen and signing defensemen and things of that nature. But every single move, as we know, has an impact. So what do you think it's done to Buffalo's pursuit of, of, let's say, because it's out there, a physical defenseman. A Ryan Are Graves. You, what's that? A Ryan Graves type player. Like what Gouda's, is it done? Gouda start with Gouda. Gouda's. He's more physical, yeah. but he's he's the more wild card entry in that he's later on in his career. He's already in a tax free state. It's probably mm-hmm. going to cost more to entice him out of that and the current winning environment that he's in. But he's not stupid. If somebody offers him four times five at age thirty three, bye bye Florida. Right? Like that's just common sense. Uh, but, he can still keep a residence down there if he wants to and follows it file his taxes down there. If I'm sure there's ways to work around it. Uh but you're right. You're right. There's can we get I've, Mr. Bart can we get Mr. Bartlett on the phone to uh, yeah, let's find out how that works. Uh um I hear well 
sidebar, um, I hear there's some really good tax attorneys uh, that can work their own magic. But anyway, okay. maybe we should provide one to Marat Kugudas. But um, you're right. Follow though. along I at Sabres Live. You might find it there. So. Yeah, I'm sure. There's got to be one followers that, that knows what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but like Damon Severson, sign and trade, right? That's a big deal. Gavrikov, the two-year deal. Um, I've, again, aggressive. If the Sabres are looking at wanting to add a top four defenseman, you cannot wait too long. You cannot go into July 1 free agency and says, well, we'll fill it with free agency. I, I really think that the, the idea behind being aggressive is to get it done before or at the draft. Um, yes. That really is what my timetable would be. When we talk about the, the next few weeks, how I, like your one word to describe what the Sabres need to be doing the next few weeks, I'm looking at 14 days. I'm not looking at four weeks, six weeks down the road. I'm looking at the next two. Mm -hmm. That's the aggressive approach that needs to be uh, really considered because once you get past the draft, Mm -hmm. And everybody goes quiet and focus on free agency, and then it goes away. We always build up the draft. That's the the place to make trades. And trades don't happen sometimes, and sometimes they do. But And then they're like, oh, well, they can still talk on day two of the draft. They can still talk before free agency. They can still talk the first week of July. It never happens or rarely happens because it's the first day of draft. Get there before the first round so you can maximize whatever pieces you're moving in that draft. Yeah, I mean, I think the beauty of any draft is when you do have some dominoes falling in advance because it should, in theory, hasten the urge, you know, up the urgency to get something done so you don't fall behind either in your own division, in your own conference, whatever. So it's a one-word Tuesday. We're asking how you want the Sabres to approach the next few weeks. Uh, a new one word is defense tending. Thank you, uh, Gabriella, for that one. Um, cautious, goalie, complete aggressive these are no particular order stanley <laughs> felino is there a stanley around the league that i don't know of other than uh, mr other cup? Than the cup um size Stan there's logan stanley. Logan, logan stanley would be size Stan right Stan logan stanley would be yeah, yeah. remember Stan yeah but he's going back to college so oh <laughs> Oh no no that wrong Stanley. That wrong was, Stanley. This is Logan, the guy in Winnipeg. Got, I've about. got Logan Cooley on my brain because of the draft from last. Year. <laughs> uh, I've had, a two, I've had too many Logan berries. Clearly, size, uh, toughness, and yes, um, I, I just look at it as opportunity. I really do. But I, I'm I'm fascinated by the change that's already happened here in the last week and a half based on trades and signings and sign and trades and things like that. And so here's like VJ Brown seven one six says defense and bottom six six need a boost. Mm. I think defense, you got to be aggressive. Go get somebody. Bottom six, I don't see being aggressive. I mm. say, like, look at what you've got. You've exactly. got players that can play bottom six and can be trusted in those roles, elevate into those roles. Um, I, I wouldn't go aggressive on a bottom six forward. You have those guys. I would go aggressive on the defense, and that's where I would focus everything. Yes, and we will continue to focus on this, uh, the sale of the Ottawa Senators, the return of Patrick Waugh, and of course, the Stanley Cup and Calder Cup playoffs continuing tonight. It's all next on Sabres Live here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.